The border crisis is getting worse, and so is big tech censorship. Hi, this is Sarah Carter. On The Sarah Carter Show, I dig deep into these huge challenges that directly threaten our national security and our freedom of speech. Please join me. Subscribe to The Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a one. 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off Tart Cherry Gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. It's basically saying that you can use a human life that is as valuable as yours or mine or Lynn's and to put it in a position of becoming a political pawn in somebody's authoritarian game. This is the uh, coming straight out of the authoritarian playbook. This is what's so uh, disturbing about DeSantis, is to use human beings, to weaponize human beings for a political purpose. It's like when somebody disagrees with him in Florida, like the Walt Disney Company, he punishes them. It is. That is so ridiculous. Oh, my gosh, you guys, we got a packed show for you today. I don't know if you've been paying attention to some of the stuff that's happening. And there's no news today. I was just telling Kane. There's, you know, it's a shame that we don't have anything to talk about today. It's yeah. I mean, we're I, we're going to have to like, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to do something because we there's no news. I lie. So somewhat. Welcome to the show. Dana Lash here with you. Happy the heck's the day? Thursday. Why do I always forget the day? I'm always like a day behind. They're all running together anymore. You know, they kind of are. It's sort of, I mean, they really are kind of all running together at this point because every day we're broke. Every day we're broke. And we just, you know. All right. So <laughs> did you guys see some of the news? Some of what was happening yesterday? People are so mad at Ron DeSantis, the Satan's governor. I mean, it's kind of. Isn't that kind of how they they present him? He's the devil's governor. If the governor, if the devil had a governor, it'd be Ron DeSantis. That's kind of how they they they're playing it right now. The oh, I'm gonna have some fun today. You have to. I was pretty hot last night over some of this. The reaction that people are having. So if you missed it, Governor DeSantis has joined in on re. You know he's re he's redistrict. Uh, uh, redistributing the uh the wealth in a way you know it's kind of i thought that the left loved that stuff by the way you tell me they don't so he sent two planefuls of illegal entrants people who are entering the country illegally he sent them to martha's vineyard how many of you are familiar with martha's vineyard i've never been there I don't know if I ever want to go there because the Clintons are there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if wants to accidentally get Vince Foster. You know what I'm just saying? So, accidentally. accidentally. So the 
two plane fools of people who entered the country illegally were sent to Martha's Vineyard. And the left lost their minds. This, by the way, is one of our top stories today. Welcome to the show, your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash. Following this, if you signed up for the newsletter, I was sending some of this out. Actually, it came out earlier in your prep. Two planes carrying, I think one plane, I don't know if, the, I, don't, I, I'm, I don't think the makeup of who was on what plane is relevant, but apparently there were 50 Venezuelan uh, people who entered illegally, and they were sent to the very wealthy enclave that is Martha's Vineyard. And a church in Edgartown, which is one of the nicer... I looked up Edgartown. It's one of the nicer towns there in Martha's Vineyard. Uh, Edgartown, Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts, tourist destination, carefully preserved historic houses, just absolute beauty. I mean, the quintessential New England American streets, guys. You know, with the, with the vegetation and the... You know, the, the beautiful old houses and all of that stuff. Just absolutely beautiful. Right there, a former whaling community. It's just gorgeous. Beautiful area. I bet the, le- I can't, I bet the foliage is just beautiful this time of year. Don't you think so? Like just starting, I'm sure the reds and the golds and yellows and oranges are seeping through those leaves. I mean, just really a beautiful fall vignette. And so... You had Governor Ron DeSantis that sent two planefuls of people who entered illegally, illegal immigrants, to Martha's Vineyard. Okay. And the left is mad. I saw a lot of this happening last night. They're infuriated. Well, why? Because, guys, they... When they sit here and they talk about Love is love and kindness and, you know, they mean for you, not for them. Come on. What do you think they're talking about? I, I, th- th- they don't actually mean for them to do this. See, they're always so incredibly generous with everybody else's resources. They, have, they love open borders. They love open bo- borders policies. When... Texas border towns, the medium, median income for Texas border towns is, is actually lower than the rest of the state. It's like, I think, on average, 42000 annually. They're totally fine with all of these border towns handling all of this. Not them. See, it's that special limousine progressive, that trust fund socialist. They're all about open borders. They just don't want to have to deal with it, nor do they want to expend any of their resources for dealing with it. See, they think that the they should be able to call the shots for border states, but not actually have to deal with anything. No, 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 no. If you insist on controlling our Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, everybody else, if you insist on controlling these state boundaries, then you need to pay your fair share. And so they are so mad. I have to share with you. Who is this? This was uh, Chris Hayes. He said, quote, deeply, deeply sick and dehumanizing to fling human beings somewhere vindictively. Yes, it's so sick to send people who entered illegally to super one. And by the way, what's the temperature there right now? Probably in the 70s. Beautiful, sunshiny areas like Martha's Vineyard. Instead of leaving them to sweat to death under an overpass in Del Rio. Right. Oh, they're livid. 
so angry, so angry. They abs- they're absolutely infuriated. Infuriated. See, it's only flying illegal immigrants to the East Coast is only bad when Republicans do it. See, let me just bring you a flashback here. Uh, New York Post, Biden. See, the difference is that you know governors like Deuce, uh, governors like uh, Ducey and DeSantis and Abbott. It doesn't. I mean, they they will they'll actually fly people and people sign waivers i don't know if you knew this or not bill malugin was correcting one lawmaker on this bill malugin said no 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 one's lured onto a bus or a plane everyone signs a waiver and they pick which city they want to go to some are happy for the transport in fact it was the head of ngo and eagle pass he said that told cnn that quote migrants go willingly and they enjoy the free ride end quote who wouldn't want to go to beautiful Martha's Vineyard, Kane? Who wouldn't want to go to that historic whaling community? Kane, you could have some sips and snacks and sit outside on one of the historic brick and cobblestone streets in front of a beautiful historic restaurant and enjoy the fall foliage. So they sign a waiver and get sent to the city of their choice uh-huh. and it's somehow inhumane? And you know, I mean, apparently the way that they're acting, this is what progressives are doing right now. They're doing this. No, don't come to Martha's Vineyard. It's a hellscape here. No. Horrible here. Don't come here. You mean people flinging them. They act like that. They act like DeSantis loaded a bunch of illegal immigrants into a trebuchet and flung them the hell up to Massachusetts. That's what they're acting like. Against their will. They're just, in fact, DeSantis went over the border and kidnapped them to do it. That's, I mean, they're an inch away from making that claim. An inch away. No, they, Biden did that all the time. He flew, uh, but his were under the cover of night as it was. He flew flight after flight after flight after flight of illegal immigrants to the Northeast. Plane load after plane load after plane load. Nobody said anything then. Because, you know, it was D, different. Nobody said anything then. They did nothing. In fact, but wait, there's more. He had, they're upset over two plane, two flights from Ron DeSantis. Kane, can you guess how many flights that Biden sent to Florida? Five? Seventy. Oh, man, I was off. Ron DeSantis sends two flights from Florida to Massachusetts. Washington Examiner, November 6, 2021. More than 70 flights Biden sent to Florida. Where was the outrage? Where was Chris Hayes, the guy who looks like that one kid from Full House? Where was Chris Hayes? It's so deeply, deeply sick and disturbing, he had said. Where's Chris Hayes at? I didn't hear anything from him, did you? No, I didn't. And then you have, uh, what is it? Uh, Oh, Rolling Stone. The hurling migrants at liberal cities is narrowly funny in a meta way. Shut up. They, they, they sit here and they go, oh, it's so it's premised on this assumption that everyone is as xenophobic as the people who are sending the, uh, the migrants elsewhere. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you look at the demo of South Texas, it's so xenophobic down there. All you people in McAllen. With your non-white skin. You're so xenophobic. Oh my gosh. This is so ridiculous. They're mad. You know why? Because what it shows, it shows something incredibly important here. It shows that these people actually are uncomfortable with allowing their neighborhoods to be transformed by the very policies for which they advocate. That's what it showcases. 
I, and all of these people who all these all these progressives who were virtue signaling for one night they came together one night ladies and gentlemen they came together and like oh we are we're helping look at us helping we've organized some cots and we've got some water and things of that nature and we've you know we've got these th- oh oh my gosh congratulations to you for one evening you did what border towns have been doing for two decades yay good for you here's your participation trophy for one night doing what all of these other people who make a third of your income have done for two decades sit the capital f down <sighs> craziness no i'm not i it, it's infuriating it's infuriating because these people have they have lived off of the hard work of what border towns and border security has been doing for forever i mean that's that's it that's it when you look at the demographics too as i was saying earlier border towns are not these are not super rich people and and, and immigration enforcement and border security has been predominantly left manpower-wise, and also state resources to border states. And so you're looking at, I mean, it's just for, just to deal with some, just to deal with some of these sectors, it's over a billion dollars. They, and, and you, you're running customs and border patrol agents crazy. They're running everywhere. Now, when it concerns the border town folks, these people, and we're going to dive into this a little deeper, I think what is it on average there? I think they're getting what for I think on average the median household income for South Texas according to 2018 numbers 40 a little over $42,000. Now compare that to Martha's Vineyard where it is actually over $132,000 and according to the last data available for that area and this is also I think 2018 over 63% of their homes are secondary seasonal owned by millionaires and billionaires who purchase second homes. So over half of the town, the 132 plus, that's just for the locals. That doesn't include the salaries of the over 63% of, of the homeowners who go there seasonally. Don't you think that they have the resources? I thought they were, I thought all these people loved being sanctuary. So are they, why are they being racists? I mean, that those are their rules. We're going to dive into this further because we're going to discuss what these border towns have been dealing with for so many years. We're going to compare. Oh, yeah, we're going to do some comparisons. We're going to look at the reactions. Also, where is our transportation secretary? Because all this morning, the administration's been trying to put a cork in this bottle of uh, a railroad strike. And then wait until you hear the quote unquote deal that Joe Biden has apparently set to refill, refill our strategic petroleum reserve. When we could have gotten it at $24 per barrel and they refused now we're going to be paying over 80 a barrel. Oh my God. Yeah, we are. Yay, because Biden's, yeah, let's go, Brandon. Ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know that you can train without ammunition at your home using the Mantis X? All the best shooters in the world do a significant portion of their training with dry fire practice at home. The Mantis X firearms training system is a no ammo, all electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. It simply attaches to your own firearm like a like a weapon light and you can use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven real-time 
real-time feedback on your technique and guide you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes using Mantis X. The Mantis X is used by the Marine Corps, Army, and Special Forces. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. And the Mantis X can improve your shooting dramatically, and it's a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you should also be able to act on your Second Amendment responsibility and be competent and confident in your shooting ability. Start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get yours at MantisX.com. That's MantisX.com. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. We do not deserve dogs. A hero pupper guards a woman who is 84 years old for two days. She was missing and found unconscious. Now, this story, by the way, this, just let me set this up. This 84-year-old woman, she she had a new pup. Uh, her name's Pearl Radcliffe. She went missing for two days in Texas. Apparently, and this is like East Texas, so it's near the bayou. They said that she um, was, uh, apparently had collapsed on the sidewalk somewhere. She was found unconscious on the sidewalk, but she wasn't alone. Her dog, Maximus, who she adopted nine days prior, was waiting by her side. First off, how many people walk by this woman laying on a sidewalk is what I want to know. Number two, God love this dog, Maximus. So she's at the hospital under observation. Um, apparently, according to, to uh, New York Post, she's not doing really any better. She doesn't really remember a lot of what happened. And uh, and they said that they're very relieved that she was okay and she was guarded by her new dog. They said that they're never letting Maximus go. The family's taking care of him. Animal control had taken him, but the, the family apparently picked him up immediately. So that's just, I mean, that's such a good boy. That's just the best boy. Uh, also, this is oh, very interesting. Washington Examiner says that the new, the problem at the border with all of this rush, this increase in illegal entry has cost the United States $4 billion more than if we would have just built the damn wall. That's from Washington Examiner. You're not surprised by that, are you? Yeah. A man's trying to put mirrors in space for, this sounds like a horror film, to generate solar power at night. They said it's the Tons of Mirrors project. I just think that this sounds like a Rube Goldberg machine. And also, I literally just watched this thing called Requiem, and it had to do with mirrors, and it was scary. Stay with us. we got a lot more in store. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing, and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. It is a manufactured crisis by ambush. Eddie Dollar that goes to the state of Texas, every single one of those dollars needs to be re- Doug committed to cities like Chicago, 
New York, and Washington, D.C. Oh, I don't think so, sis. I don't think so, sis. Mm-mm. Welcome back to the program. Your lovable little Dana Lash here. Come have a seat. And let's gossip about everybody. So first up, that's uh, Lori Lightfoot, mayor of Chicago. She is hopping mad. She says, no, 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 federal assistance should be diverted from Texas due to migrant busing. Oh, girlfriend, let me tell you something. Mm, 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 mm. King, pray tell, how long have we been dealing with this issue at the border? Since way before Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, decades and decades. Mm-hmm. And how much money, if you had to guess, are border towns and all of the middle and lower class folks who are hardworking people, they pay their taxes, they, they provide for their families, upstanding members in their communities. How much money do you think has been taken from all of the people who provide the state with its revenue how much money of that re- how much of their dollars do you think has been spent on this issue at the border oh, i know it's in the billions mm. i don't have the exact number i know it's in the billions but they raise taxes on those people every year to cover this cost mm-hmm. and they never lower their taxes mm-hmm. which is really weird so it's like a forever cost so people good people in border towns and border states have been footing the exorbitant, exorbitant bill so that Democrats and super Tony luxury Northeast enclaves so that they can virtue signal about their good deeds as it relates to the border. But they're not being generous with their money. They're not being generous with their resources. They're not being generous with their manpower. They are coasting on the credit of the border town's work. And then acting as though that they have some sort of a moral high ground. Which, if we want to discuss evil and offensive... I dare say that those things are both evil and offensive. Hmm? So Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who was completely silent, ladies and gentlemen, when Joe Biden was sending people overnight to the Northeast. These these Democrat politicians who were completely silent when Joe Biden sent over 70 air charter flights from the southwest border to Jacksonville International Airport in Florida, according to their Department of Public Safety. I don't remember hearing any objections from Lori Lightfoot or any of these other progressives who were so upset about the transportation of these people. I do not remember a single thing about that. In fact, it was reported, there were a lot, the Washington Examiner, in fact, had said that Florida officials, they weren't even notified of the flights beforehand. And, and nor was the federal government providing them with any information other than what border security was sharing, that these individuals had entered the country illegally. And it took some legwork, 
paid for by Florida taxpayers to vet some of these individuals and some of the things they discovered about some of the individuals who were loaded onto one of these over 70 flights from the Texas border to the Sunshine State were a little troubling. Some of what they discovered, for instance, one, one example. Otherwise, we'll be here for the rest of the program. One example was a 24-year-old man from Honduras who was apparently wanted for murder. But don't you dare ask about anyone's backgrounds. You don't have the right to know that. See, here in the apparently United States, you're not afforded the right to, to know who's coming in. But they're afforded the right to every resource at the expense of safety and security of communities that are incredibly more diverse from where they actually originate. So I thought that was incredibly interesting how the federal government actually obscured and, and really refused, outright, not, outright refused to share any information with Florida. Over 70 flights. And in fact, do you realize that the only way that they found out about these surprise mystery flights was when law enforcement was called by Jacksonville International Airport and they showed up because they had people who did not have the correct or any documentation coming through off these planes? Surprise! And this, by the way, if you would like to know the date on this, this was happening last year. Actually, precisely last year. So over 70 flights that Biden sends to Florida and Democrats like Lori Lightfoot, oh, they can't be bothered. But two flights, a whole two flights from Florida to Martha's Vineyard. And how dare you try to pull these ensconced, trust fund socialists out of their bubble and force them to live in the world that they created with the rest of us. And that is the rub right there. That is ultimately it. I think this is brilliant and I, I love, I can't believe we haven't been doing it previously. I mean, how in, I mean, think about this for a minute. The left hasn't talked about the border this much since oh i don't know when 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 have they talked about the border this much every time they talk about it they say it's secure yeah they say it's secure not a single one of these people except to go get photographs like aoc did she went one time to the border and she stood outside of a parking lot because i know exactly where she was standing she wasn't at a detention facility she was standing outside of a parking lot on the other side of that chain link fence were cars in fact there were people in the area who live in the area that were mocking her relentlessly on social media because of they were acting the way they cropped the photo. They were acting like she was looking at kids caged in on the other side of the fence. Dumbest damn thing I've ever seen. But think about how just absolutely how much of a pity this is. These people, these this Democrat Party, they claim over and over and over and over and over again to care so much for these people that are coming across the border. They claim to care so much. We're going to have open borders. But you know what they're not going to do? They're not going to have more border security. They're not going to have more enforcement. Because even if, let's just remove the argument against open borders for one split little bitty second. Even if you open that area, do, can we all at least agree that it will be exploited 
by the nefarious cartels and, you know, and, and other individuals looking to trade drugs and or humans across the border. So at the bare minimum, you need to have an increase in security because it is going to be overrun with cartels. And as it is right now, I can't tell you how many times I have visited different parts of the border. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to different border agents or people who live at the border. That is one of their biggest complaints. They said that not only do they withhold, they withhold the authority of the states to actually make decisions about processing and holding and everything else. But the federal government, and this is why I've been questioning Ken Paxton and Dan Patrick, I'm like, why are we not, I mean, why is there not a suit challenging Prince V, the, Prince V US was a, was a lawsuit that said the federal government cannot demand that a state enact a federal policy and also fund and source that policy. Yet that is exactly what the Biden administration is forcing Texas and other border states to do now. That is a Supreme Court precedent. That is law. That is indisputable. And yet, they insist. Remember Jan Brewer, governor of Arizona, when she tried to take control of border security and deportations, holding and processing, what happened? Obama Biden sued the hell out of her. They locked her up in like two years of suits. They threatened every border state governor, we will lawfare you into non-existence if you do this. They tied everyone's hands. You want millions of dollars spent by taxpayers fighting this in court. That is what happens. And Biden has continued that policy with his DOJ. May not be Eric Holder, but it's Merrick Garland today. So to my story, you have all of these people who live in these border towns and they say to add insult to injury, not only are we disallowed any kind of local or county authority on this. But the federal government does not even assist with increased security to counter the increased criminality brought on by open borders. Why do you think we have an epidemic of fentanyl and opioids? There are more drugs coming across the border than ever before previously. I'm not saying that. Those are the predominantly Hispanic Border Patrol agents who are at the border who have to deal with this every single day that the white progressive Democrats in Martha, Martha's Vineyard like to say are xenophobic. Because I know that all Democrats ever care about is race as a divisive factor. They're, they are breaking these border towns. They are breaking these communities. And they have the audacity to act as though they should get a trophy because one night, one night, they had a handful of people who entered the country illegally. There were 36 people on each flight. That's it. In Martha's Vineyard. And they acted as though the world was ending. Oh my gosh, we don't have the resources. We don't, you don't have the resources? Well, whose fault is that now? Your locals, on average, make over 142, what is it, 142 or 32,000 a year. According to Massachusetts government data, which is publicly available on this tricky little thing called the internet, about over 63% of the homes are secondary seasonal homes. 
for millionaires and billionaires. So you're telling me you don't have the resources? You couldn't be better stewards of your resources than that? See, that's the, these people are in their own bubbles. They create their own little bubbles. Teddy Kennedy, when everyone was talking about green energy, they wanted to put some windmills up off the coast near his home. He and his whole fam family fought that because they did not want their beautiful vista marred by those horrible windmills, those horrible turbines. They did not want it. Barack Obama talks a great game about climate change and everything else, but guess what he did? He went and purchased property in Hawaii, right on the coast, and they decided to, I, it's illegal, but they paid off the government, essentially. As, well, that's what they did. They bought the, they bought the Tom Selleck house for, uh, uh, oh my gosh, Magnum P.I., thank you. They, the Magnum P.I. house, they purchased that house. And what they did is they, they, they illegally shored up the backyard on the coastline, which you're not allowed to do because apparently it helps to create or helps to expedite erosion of nearby property. And they did it anyway and just, you know, gave the government some money out there. Now, these people talk a great game. Joe Biden talks a great game about climate change, but then he paid a uh, hundred. Well, he paid. We, the taxpayers, paid for Joe Biden $170,000 to fly back to Delaware for one afternoon so he could vote because his President McUnity cheesehead couldn't figure out how to early vote, which he talks so much about, or mail-in vote, which he talks so much about. He's there every other weekend and he couldn't figure out how to do it, so we ended up paying $170,000-something to fly him. What's the CO2 like from that admitted into the atmosphere? All of these limousine progressives, these trust fund socialists talk a great game and they pretend they have such virtue, but who's actually paying the cost? You paid the cost to be the boss. The end. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Visit patriotmobile.com Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation using offer code Dana. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement, make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. patriotmobile.com Dana. That's patriotmobile.com Dana, 972-PATRIOT. Red meat, black coffee, truth-telling. The Dana Show. All those people in D.C. and New York were beating their chests when Trump was president, saying they were so proud to be sanctuary jurisdictions, saying how bad it was to have a secure border. The minute even a small fraction of what those border towns deal with every day is brought to their front door, they all of a sudden go berserk and they're so upset that this is happening and it just shows you you know their virtue signaling is a fraud hmm that's right and the uh that's obviously florida governor ron DeSantis, and of course i'm sure that you saw also that there was a uh bus of people who arrived outside of the vice president's address huh yeah like, well, I mean, why I, you need to, your faith without action is dead. 
By the way, I love when people try to throw scripture at you. One of those yesterday uh, was a transgender individual named Charlotte. I don't know, some verified somebody. I don't even actually know who this person is. Um, but and I'll, I'll call his name Charlotte, but as a female American, I'm not going to allow the patriarchy to abridge my First Amendment right of free speech. So you're not going to appropriate my gender and force me to submit to some sort of speech fascism. Not going to do it. Uh, so he had asked me, he said, um, he, I guess he thought he was challenging me. He goes, Dana, it's very simple. What does Christ say about immigrants and refugees? Can you answer that for us? Can you stand before God and be honest about it? And I said, sure. But if you want to appeal to biblical authority, you must accept all of it, including Mark 10, chapter, chapter 10, verse 6. You might want to look that one up because it talks about how God created man and woman. And I said, for further reference, see the call for equal application of laws far back as Exodus in the New Testament with Romans 13, 12. Immigration is fine when done legally. Interestingly, I didn't hear from him after that. Come one, come all, accepting all comers. There you go. First, we got a lot more on the way. Second hour, we're going to talk to my friend Sergio from our KURV affiliate. He's in a border town. What does he think about this? Stay with us. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super B Tart Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. And we're not going to be like those municipalities and states where we fly people to Martha's Vineyard, where we put people on buses uh, and have them fail to get the basic items they need. And anyone who states that this administration does not have a handle on this crisis. They must have been sleeping under a rock. Yeah, and that's, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm saying this. That is correct, because that's New York City, Mayor Eric Adams. But when you're correct, when you agree with me, you agree with me. You know, that's just kind of how I look at it. Welcome to the show. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon. And uh, at the top of our second hour of the, and we've been talking about a lot of the stuff with the border that is still uh, coming out. Here in a little bit, uh, my good friend, my brother from another mother, Sergio Sanchez, who's from our affiliate KURV down in McAllen, Border Town. My gosh, does he got stories. I'm kind of, I wanted to ask him, and we're going to talk to him about this, because he's been in a border town forever, Sergio has. So, I'm just curious if he thinks it's about time some of these, you know, super nice areas like Martha's Vineyard King, if it's time that they pay their fair share. Don't, doesn't the left love saying that? that. Pay your fair share. Can I share with you this headline from Babylon B? The, it, it's both infuriating because you know that this is kind of how they think. 
And also, it's kind of funny. I can say, I look, I was a Democrat up until I was 20 years old, which was, been some time. But growing up in an all-Democrat family in Southern Missouri, I never met a Republican until I went to college. Legit, no, all, everybody I knew was Democrat. That's kind of how it was. And, and everybody, and it was all union stuff. It was union-driven, mainly. Um, and I just, there was a lot of this. In this sort of, um, how do I put it, perspective within the party that I would regularly hear. So Babylon B says, Martha's Vineyard, Martha's Vineyard resident calls police to report a Hispanic in the neighborhood not operating a leaf blower. <laughs> when you hear the and read the tweets of people, of the politicians in that area who are blasting this. Guys, it looks really bad. It would look bad if anybody was saying it. I, I, I just, so, you know, I actually had someone, a friend of mine, who is a Democrat. And I know she's, she's one of those who she's not, uh, I don't know how to put it. She's a Northeast. She lives in Northeast. She actually said this publicly um, on social media so everybody could see it. And I, and I thought, oh, girl, oh, girl. Do you know how that sounds? Because she said, I don't think you realize how much, um, you know, Americans rely on seasonal labor and, you know, you can't, you know, you just can't have these. She was, she literally was like ar- trying to argue with me about it from a perspective of cheap labor. Kane, I died for her like several times. Can you die from secondhand cringe? Because I did. I messaged her and I was like, girl, no. I actually I sent her the gift where it was um, from Jersey Shore and it's seeing me telling Ron, Ron, stop. That's the gift I sent her. I was like, I can't. You got to stop this girl. Stop it. You can't be doing You cannot be saying stuff like this. That's so horrible. And do you realize how ridiculous that sounds? Stop. Come on. But I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's just, it's insane. My, the whole thing is this. There's no way that the United States is going to be able to fix countries like Venezuela. There's no way the United States is going to be able to fix any other country that has a corrupt form of government. A, it's impossible because free will is involved. And B, it is not our responsibility. The only thing that we can do is what we, what we can do within our borders. That's it. And we, because I keep hearing all of these Democrats who always like say that they are against nation building, but yet want to go out and nation build. So we got to go to, we got to like fix these countries. We, how? You have to realize that some of these elected elected leaders in some of these countries, they like this arrangement. They love the corruption. They get rich off of associations with the cartels. It's a real thing. They enable this to happen because they make money off of it. There's a reason why it lasts this long. There's more to it than that. And if it's not drugs, it's always going to be something else. That's the thing. Everything, all of these other, the, whether it's drugs, whether it's, it's a variable. It is a tool of control and a leverage of power. And I, I really feel like a lot of people who are involved in making policy today only, stand, only understand this from a very shallow perspective. But that's true. Now, I want to switch gears here, and we're going to come back to this here in a little bit. Joe Biden is reportedly set to refill. You guys are going to get so mad. Kane, you need to hold on to something. Hold on to something. 
Okay. He's gonna he's gonna refill our strategic petroleum reserve, Kane. Eighty dollars a barrel. Remember, eighty dollars. Yep, eighty dollars a barrel. Now remember when we had the opportunity to do it at twenty four dollars a barrel, and this is two years after Democrats blocked Trump from filling the reserve more at twenty four a barrel. Now it's at eighty dollars a barrel. I have no words. I, um, wow. Okay. <sighs> okay. $80 a barrel. I feel like we really, like, I feel like we need to get into this business of the carbon taxes and offsets and all that stuff and then this. I guess I have to look it up because I didn't see it, but how much did he sell our strategic reserve oil for per barrel to China and everywhere else that uh, they've been pulling from this strategic reserve, by the way, to get... Gas prices lower as well, so they've just been sort of flushing that. $119 down. per barrel. Okay, at least that's good. So in July 2022, according to Institute for Energy Research, Department of Energy sold 950,000 barrels to China for around $119 per barrel. Okay, good. But we're going to be spending all of that. This is so stupid. Why? First off, why were we selling our SPR to them anyway? We could be filling our strategic reserves with our own oil. We can't do that because we came. We have to save the piping plover. Why are we paying OPEC or anyone? We have to that? save that little fluffy, cute bird, or some lizards that are in the area. Why do you hate Mother Earth? Why do you hate? I mean, you mean Mother Earth who gives us oil? Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, that's what people don't actually, I think, understand. How do you say it, gay? Gaia? Gaia? Is yeah, that how you say I, that what the hippies call Mother Earth? It's not gay. It's Gaia. I Gaia? Yeah, I, I don't know. Gaia. I don't know. Gaia? Gaia? I don't know. Just saying. Uh, this. Where's, uh, by the way, where in the world is our transportation secretary? Because Amtrak was going to cancel all long distance trains amid fears of a rail strike. Can you imagine? Think about it. Inflation soaring, food supplies further disrupted. And it was uh, estimated to uh, going to cost the nation two mil- billion, sorry, two billion dollars a day. Well, apparently, the administration totally caved and decided that they were they were they were going to. It was totally fine. They were going to just cave on all of this, and they were going to agree to these. I, the, I guess like the demands or or whatever. I have to tell you, first off, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm I'm wholly against. I'm totally fine with private sector unions because I and. and that's a whole different issue from public sector. Public sector unions, I'm totally against because I'm the taxpayer and I'm being, I have this, we went to war for this. Taxation without representation. Having your money taken from you without representation. Taxpayers are not represented at that negotiating table and we literally fought a battle for independence over that issue among many. So that is why, because I am an American and because I am consistent with the very belief set that, that created this country, that, that, in, that animating spirit of liberty, I don't believe in public sector unions because the taxpayer, you have the politician and the, the public union boss that sit down and they negotiate what they're going to do with the taxpayer. We don't get a voice. That's it. So that's why I'm against it. Private sector, I don't have a problem with. This um, tentative deal between U.S. freight rail companies and unions, they said that it, it potentially it, it was going to be about $2 billion a day. They, Biden, the reason he caved so damn fast is because midterms, 53 days away. 
He does not want this. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? Think about it. Think about it for just a moment. All Amtrak long can long distance, everything canceled. AG products pulled from trains. Gas increases. Grain shipments could stop. You could potentially see a collapse of the agricultural system. You want to have that 53 days before a midterm? You can see now why this guy moves so fast, can't you? Imagine if he did that at the border. It just shows he can, but he won't. So they said it's a tentative deal. They're going to increase salaries 24% from 2020 to 2024. Workers are going to get an average lump sum payment of 11000 from the backdated portion of the raise, according to the group representing the rail. So they, I think that they still, they have, it has to be voted on. So it's tentative because the union hasn't voted on it yet. <sighs> Tell you what. Mm-mm-mm. I will say this after explaining my public and private union position. I'm a little bit less, especially after everything that we saw with everybody forced to get jabs and all of that, I'm a little less crabby towards, the, towards it. Because people got treated real bad by the government with the forced injections and everything else. Gotta say. And uh, this right after, I think, well, Biden made this decision after he was at the Detroit Auto Show. Did you see him sitting in a Corvette and he was saying it was an electric vehicle? Had a combustible engine. Sitting in a Carvette. I'm going to get a friend texting me saying, it's Corvette, thank you. Carvette! I'll say what I want. It's pillow and milk and everything else. But um, I, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. So that's, where's our transportation secretary in all of this? Let me go back to that. Because he was MIA in this whole discussion. I thought these people love trains, Kane. Where the hell is he at? Is he still on uh, leave? I don't, let me oh, he Google can't him. still be on leave. Uh, I don't know, Mayor. I mean, it's, we barely see him, but I Mayor don't think he's Poot. on leave. Buddha Judge. Let me see. Yeah, don't. Spell oh, it I got to follow him at Secretary Poot. Yeah. Hang on. It's not Poot. It's Pete. Excuse me, but know, Lawrence but O'Donnell, the illustrious Lawrence O'Donnell from the theater that I is MSNBC, says Poot. I'm just Buttigieg. telling you what Google will recognize. That's all. Uh, oh, no, he's talking about uh, infrastructure, but like not in a way that's specific. And then he tweeted Secretary Marty Walsh, Labor Secretary, about the train thing. And that was it. One tweet that he retweeted about it. Since that could have actually had a major impact on agriculture, don't you think he could have been, I don't know, like saying some stuff about it? Just, you know, I'm at, I got a question. I got a question. We got more to come. Coming up, my friend Sergio Sanchez is going to be joining us. He's in Macau. You want to know what border towns think? We're going to talk to border town folks coming up here. We're going to talk to we're going to talk about this because I'm just, you know, they're the press is referring to these people as xenophobic. Have they ever been to a border town? Literally, have they ever? So we're going to talk to xenophobic Sergio Sanchez about this. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your 
your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So this is kind of interesting. I always, I don't know, lately I've been really watching anything related to electric vehicles, EV, anything like that. So now there's apparently a game-changing new battery for electric cars that charges in three minutes, lasts for 20 years, more than twice as long as current EV batteries. Researchers at Harvard have created a battery that's inspired by a BLT sandwich. They say the lithium metal battery, so it's still lithium, so you still got rare uh, rare earth elements. Uh, lithium metal battery can be charged and discharged 10,000 times. They say the startup in Massachusetts uh, was given a license to build the battery at scale, but it's still using it's using lithium metal rather than lithium ion. We are still using, and they talk about dendrites and everything else, so it's very it's interesting. Uh, also, this headline: Thanksgiving could be ruined. You guys know how I feel about cranberry sauce. I want to swoop it out of the can and slice it up like meat and lay it on a bed of lettuce to make it fancy. Well, Thanksgiving could be ruined because of the looming cranberry shortage. The drought in Massachusetts could wreak havoc on Thanksgiving. So they've had droughts. You might not be able to get any cranberries. That's actually disastrous. And an uninvited bear crashed a West Hartford birthday party and ate all the cupcakes. That's a real story. My friend Sergio Sanchez from KURV joins us next. Alfredo Ortiz of Job Creators Network joins me to explain how Biden policies are devastating small businesses and American families. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, Ortiz will also explain the messaging that will lead to big Republican wins this year. I'll also discuss Vice President Harris lying about the border and what the FBI is really doing in its investigation of President Trump. Join me, follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. It's basically saying that you can use a human life that is as valuable as yours or mine or Lynn's and to put it in a position of becoming a political pawn in somebody's authoritarian game. This is the uh, coming straight out of the authoritarian playbook. This is what's so uh, disturbing about DeSantis, is to use human beings, to weaponize human beings for a political purpose. It's like when somebody disagrees with him in Florida, like the Walt Disney Company, he punishes them. This is Ken Burns, who hasn't done anything interesting, I think, since that Civil War doc that he did for PBS back when I was in high school. Welcome back to the program. You are a lovable curmudgeon here, Dana Lash. And Burns was saying that simply, what is it? It's 50, right? I think it was 50. Two, two plane fulls of uh, uh, illegal entrants. One had 36 on it. Uh, the other, I can't remember how many were on the other one, but it was basically 50. And none of these people spoke out. When Joe Biden was getting planefuls of people from the border, southern border, and I think over 70, and that was just in one period, were sent to Jacksonville, Florida's airport. 
Nothing was said by any of these individuals then. And the government actually would not share information, nor did they notify Florida uh, what was happening. In fact, they had to call law enforcement because all of a sudden these flights of people who didn't have any documentation were just arriving at Jacksonville. So they had to call law enforcement and it was a big thing. Joining us right now to talk about all of this, he's in a border town. He is the news director, program director of my affiliate 710 KURV in McAllen, Texas. My brother from another mother, Sergio Sanchez. Sergio, so glad to have you here. Thanks so much for joining us today, my friend. Howdy, howdy, my friend. Southern Command for Dana checking in right now. How you doing? Yes, sir. I let me. I wanted to get your opinion on this because how long? It just seems like my entire life we have had border issues obviously intensifying in the past 10 years and specifically intensifying under a couple of administrations in particular how many would you say and i think you were telling me the number about this on on break from border patrol how many just in the past year people whether it's gotaways or people who were actually uh, uh apprehended or however you want to word it people illegally entering at the southern border there just in your area yeah, fiscal year comes up to an end, right, at the end of September. Mm-hmm. So we are approaching 2 million that were oh processed, gosh. captured, processed by Border Patrol. And then you have, you know, best guesstimate from Border Patrol, just based on, you know, what they've observed through the years and the southwest border and, and ranch land down here, they they suspect, well, we got about either 40 or 60 percent of them. So add on top of that another potential 1 million plus the, the getaways, the gotaways, and those are individuals who don't want to encounter Border Patrol. Those are individuals who are trafficking drugs or have a felony or did some jail time in this country. They don't want to be caught by Border Patrol at all costs. So what the cartels will do is they will stage uh, the groups of illegal immigrants who, of course, they've recruited and told, hey, come on, come across, it's open border. And they will take a fee from every single head of human being, like human cattle, they'll, they'll, depending on where they come from. The, the cartels are enriching themselves to the tune of billions of dollars, hand over fist. Every person comes in these big groups, crossing the river, swimming the river. They've all been handled, processed by the cartels just south of the river. They get little bracelets on them, they, they cross the border, and they'll throw them in one direction. There goes Border Patrol to process all these people in groups of, you know, that was Ken Burns talking about groups of 50 mm-hmm. or whatever, right? It's like 50 is <clears throat> like on the low end, the size of these groups. These groups could be 100, 150, 200, 300 people at a time. And you got all these Border Patrol union, uh, units, um, you know, responding and providing, you know, crackers and chips and, you know, blankets and you know, whatever, whatever these folks need. And, you know, person by person trying to get as much data as possible. And m- more than two-thirds, maybe three-fourths of these individuals eventually will be processed, given a little folder, manila folder or envelope, and they will be released in, you know, in, in our county. And it's Catholic Charities making a lot of money hand over fist also and helping to process these people. Uh, the county, the city, they've, for example, the city here in McAllen, um, which is one of the... Yeah, dare I say more affluent cities here in <laughs> South Texas. Uh, we're like a just a regular Americana you know, standard um, a suburb of Dallas. I like to say it's the southernmost mm-hmm. suburb of Dallas, just nine hours south of downtown. Yeah. Uh, and we have a, a Catholic Charities place downtown, and they help you know these folks you know, take a shower and get some new clothes, something like that. They'll get on a bus, 
they're out of town. They're leaving. They got a name and address. They know where they're going. Uh, they'll get on a plane and, and, and leave town. Other folks are, as we've heard of late, thank you, Governor Greg Abbott. He's been chartering buses and offering free rides all the way to the nation's capital, all the way to New York, all the way to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I think the last I heard was um, maybe Philly is next. Man, I, I wish he'd send them to, to California. You know, Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. San Francisco, where she's got a they wall. They sent some to the, the uh, vice president, yeah. the, the home of the vice president, well, talking with our awesome yeah. friend, our brother Sergio Sanchez, about this. Sergio, do you feel as though McAllen and other border towns and border states have done the heavy lifting on the consequence Ooh, of open borders time. policies yeah. more so than for any other? For the longest other. time. Yeah. yeah. For the longest time. Yeah. And uh, uh, you don't hear any national news of local leaders squealing, complaining, you know, about having to provide staging areas for for eventual release or staging areas for separating, like during the, the peak of COVID season, the blooms, separating the, the COVID population, putting them in, in hotels uh, for mm-hmm. about five or six days, then eventually releasing them. All this, all that expense, uh, McAllen, uh, last I, I heard from the mayor here, Villalobos, about it. They spent out of pocket about 100000 bucks that they will not be reimbursed for the year prior. FEMA's picking up much of this expense right now, by the way. But, you know, housing, feeding, transport, what else, medical services, um, all those things. We don't hear local leaders squealing, complaining. It's just, you know, they just grab their ankles. They voted Democrat, by the way, overwhelming majority wow. down here. I hope they wake up. Uh, and but, but now that this need, and as Ken Burns says, these precious human beings, and they are, because every life is precious. And they come here, they're being drawn here by this lie, by this change in policy by the Biden administration Mm -hmm. that says it's an open door. Just come on in. And they do believe. I just saw a little report from one of the Fox News reporters talking with some of these folks that just crossed over in uh, in Eagle Pass. Yeah, they believe that the border is open. They're talking on their cell phones, by the way. They're nice cell phones, smartphones, talking to the family and uncles and aunts back home. Hey, I just got in. I'll, I'll see you in a few I, months. I, I want to get. I want to get your response right. to this. Uh, Mar- so Martha's Vineyard. I guess this is there. Let me make sure I have this right. So this is visit Martha's Vineyard. This is their official, you know, their tourist. I guess reach out because I think what did they say? Sixty three percent of the homes there are secondary seasonal homes that are owned, and I think the average, the uh, average income is one hundred thirty two thousand. That's just for the locals there. So visit Martha's Vineyard. Said to our island community, here's an update on the current humanitarian crisis. Huh. Sergio, they got 50 people, 50, five zero people, and it is a humanitarian crisis. Your thoughts? They spend more on grooming their pets, their dogs and poodles and little kittens uh, than they do on all these people there. They shouldn't be crying. This is uh, our turn to tax the Martha's Vineyard rich, I suppose. They wanted them here. They declared themselves did the whole sign of the cross thing and the, the virtual signaling thing. Well, now it's time to practice virtue. Now it's time to open up your wallets and provide food and housing and transport and medical services for these folks coming into the country. It's, it is absolutely not fair that, relatively speaking, the poor border communities along the southwest border, and we're not poor. We're rich because we're Americans. We have liberty and opportunity and prosperity Amen. beyond 
any measure that could be provided south of the border of Mexico and Central America and, and Africa. I mean, we are we are rich, relatively speaking. I mean, our mm-hmm. poor have multiple televisions and vehicles and smartphones around mm-hmm. here. But you get you catch my drift. If they yes. wish to virtual signal, then let's practice some. Vir- let's set. This is their opportunity to set an example, don't you think? Like take the I lead. Agree. Like send yeah. more invitations south of the border. We will accept you in. Martha's Vineyard. We'll accept you in San Francisco. Don't don't pay it. Never mind the the wall around Nancy Pelosi's uh, uh, property. We'll bring you into Nancy Pelosi's property. Send them to Hollywood. Send them to Beverly Hills. Send them to all these states and communities that that pretend they talk a good game. They say that we'll we'll care for all these precious human beings. Okay, what's well, your turn now? We've been doing it for years. We've been spending out of pocket at the local level millions and millions of, of dollars that will never be reimbursed. They won't go back and reimburse all this aid money at, at the local level. FEMA now picked up mm-hmm. the tab. But, you know, why don't you call Catholic Charities? Why don't you call FEMA? They'll help you out. They'll set up tent communities in Beverly Hills. They'll set up help you set up tent communities in Martha's Vineyard. Keep yeah. it going, Governor. Keep setting those buses. It's not. I wish there was a fleet of these buses. And by the way, the governor here in Texas, he's taking donations. If you'd like to buy a bus ticket to get these <gasps> uh, folks to areas that are wealthier than Ooh. your community to make sure that the rich in Hollywood and the politicos up in Martha's Vineyard continue to provide for these folks that they want in our country. They have invited to yep. our country. Well, let them yeah. pay for it. Let them pay for it. It feels like we're they're, they're upset because they're being pulled out of their bubble and being forced to join the world that they created with everyone yeah. else. Talking to our friend, yeah. uh, our, our brother down in McAllen, Texas, KURV, Sergio Sanchez, who you hear sometimes behind the mic, graciously filling in for me and giving up some of his time, keeping uh, hanging out with all of you in the afternoon. This uh, one last thing for you on this, because you were telling me it was like two million. You said this fiscal year, so much money. Yeah. Uh, those are just the, the people crossing over illegally. Uh, so much money spent on all of this. They, uh, there was no, there was nothing said by any of these politicians when it was Biden sending planes over, whether it was to New York yeah. or sending planes over to Florida. And nothing, nothing was said. Not, no, no objections from from any of these politicians. Any of this. And I love what you said, too, that they spend more, some of these people spend more on grooming their animals than they will on the 50 people that are constituting a humanitarian crisis. Didn't the former mm-hmm. president, Sergio, uh, uh, former President Obama purchase a big, I read it was like 7,500 square feet on three acres, beach, private beachfront access uh, there in Martha's Vineyard. That could probably house, you know, a good number of people who are seeking refuge yeah. coming across the border illegally, mm-hmm. yeah? Are you sure he bought that there? Because that property should be underwater here pretty soon because of oh, you're right, global warming. You know, that's I, right. I know. Everything's going right. to be flood. I know. Why would he make that? Why maybe would he make that Maybe that's why he doesn't purchase? put them there. Yeah, maybe that's why he doesn't put them because he's he's concerned really that maybe they'll point. be flooded out. Right. That's <laughs> they're, right. They're at the coast. They're, they're trying to save everyone. Who knew? Our <laughs> friend Sergio no, Sanchez. <laughs> That's right. 710 KURV. Sergio, we are we so appreciate you. It's good to talk to you, my friend. I know we'll talk again soon. Thank you so much for Big joining hug, us. Dana, we'll talk. Bye-bye. Yes, sir. Take care. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's the Dana Show. Yeah, they spend a lot of money, and maybe some of it worthwhile, but they're just increasing the deficit. Guess what? First year in office, we reduced the deficit by $350 billion. He does the same thing that John Fetterwoman does. He's where he just all of a sudden, he'll start yelling, and it's just weird, and you just don't understand why he's doing it.
It's weird. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. Why does he, why does he do that? I don't know. <sighs> All right. I've, <laughs> oh man, I got some Florida, I got some Florida man and woman's stories. Let's go ahead and get into it. Do it. Do it. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> it's time for Florida man. So I think we've all learned something now about Chick-fil-A employees that they will make sure that your tendies and your fries is hot and they will say, it's my pleasure, but they will throw down like a Waffle House employee if you try to carjack a woman's car while she's holding her baby. And that's exactly, ladies and gentlemen, what we saw in Fort Walton Beach. Okaloosa Sheriff said that and I love that this, he still had his little vest on and everything, his little hat, that hat didn't come off his head. This young man tackled, tackled a carjacker who went after this woman. She was getting her baby out of the car. And this carjacker tried to attack her and take her car. He had a stick, he demanded her keys. Branch tried to grab them out of, he, this guy, this uh Uh, The man identified as William Branch. He's the criminal. He tried to grab them away out of her pants and try to get inside of her car. Her baby was still in there. She began screaming for help. The Chick-fil-A employee, it was his pleasure. He ran and intervened, took this dude to the ground and whooped him. And I hope that he gets a raise. Also, I was watching it. Is he a wrestler? He looks but, like it. Yeah, he totally was doing he some like moves. He did some high school wrestling. Yeah, totally. Sure. I, I, yeah, I'd put money on the fact that he's at least a high school wrestler because he was manhandling this guy. And that dude was bigger than him, and he was manhandling him. So that is awesome. Kudos to that young man. Chick-fil-A, you know, probably, you know what he probably told the woman after? What? It's my pleasure. <laughs> I hope they give him a raise. I hope they give him a raise. Got to say, that's that was awesome. Yeah, you don't you don't mess. Next, it's going to be Chick Fil A employees versus Waffle House employees. UFC, make it happen, Dana White. All right, uh, a Florida man demanded drug money from a woman, and then when I guess he didn't get what he wanted, he crushed her truck with an excavator. Jiminy, thirty-six-year-old Richard Hamilton was laughing hysterically. He demanded money from the woman for drugs when she failed to satisfy his demand. That's when he began using the bucket of an excavator to smash her Chevy Silverado pickup truck. Dang. She she would not, at the sheriff's office, they said that he, uh, got, out, he got out of the woman's pickup truck, took the keys with him. Uh, she was, you know, she was, she, her phone died. She was trying to call for help. Then he assaulted her. Yeah, smashed her I, he, I don't I don't know where the uh, excavator came from, but this guy went to jail on a lot of charges. He's not going to make bail. It's, we just got to say it's not going to happen. Also, here's what I wanted to tell you about yesterday. So this guy, this is Florida man arrested while trying to warn Space Force about battle between aliens and dragons. Brevard County, Florida. A Florida man was arrested. He stole a car. He tried to access Patrick Space Force base. And his name's Corey Johnson. He's 29. It says, man looks like, no, he ain't 29 years old. That is not, I don't know. He looks a little messed up. So just saying. He uh, tried to get in the base and he said that the president told him through his mind that he had to steal a truck and warn the government about a major fight between aliens versus Chinese dragons. And he totally got in trouble. He got, he stole the truck. So he got charged with grand theft of a motor vehicle. Uh, and he's, yeah, he's going to be in jail. I think he also needs some mental assistance. 
Just got to say, I feel like he needs some of that. He needs a little mental assistance as well. All right, so coming up, we got a lot more in store. Energy. The readout of the Xi Jinping-Vladimir Putin meeting is apparently, oh boy, we got that for you as well. Don't go anywhere. Stick with us. More in store. Third hour on the way. Me uh, and turn me into the activist that I am as well. And so here we are. I'm a teacher. Um, I am a SPED teacher. So my major was emotionally handicapped education. Okay, that by itself qualifies me to deal with the dysfunctional legislature. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh, that's bad. So that's uh, Carla Marx. I'm sorry, Carla Hernandez Matz who is the running mate, because that's how they run it in Florida, that's the nominee for LG, to Charlie Crist. So it's like the, you know, the great value version of AOC, I guess. I don't know. Running with Charlie Crist. That's what she, that, wow. First off, welcome back to the program. Top of our third hour here this Thursday. Dana Lash with you. Always enjoy our time together. So Carla hernandez Matz, she's, running for lieutenant governor and she says that you know she first off do people still say sped well, is yeah but i don't know if that's how it's just a lazy short way to say in special no life. i know but i just from what i've been told that's not a great way to refer to it like that yeah, i mean i may I, be wrong but i don't I have know friends what the who, alternative language would be anyway I'm just but to say that to compare People that you dislike in legislature or working to handicapped students. Oh, wow. I don't really have any words for that. If that was a Republican, I would say roast them. Actually, I would be leading it. But so we're, oh my gosh, how cruel and just horrible. What a horrible, horrible, horrible female. How horrible. Good job, Charlie Crist. Well, she's a Democrat, so... Yeah. That's just so ignorant. Now, Casey DeSantis called her out. And the First Lady of Florida called her out with a very cutting, simple response. And Hernanda, uh, Carla Marx went crazy. And she's... Yeah, Casey DeSantis is not going to suffer, fools. Not at all. She had said, um, she says, as a, she said, I'm, as a mom, I'm disgusted and sickened by the callous, insensitive, and ignorant comments by someone who claims to be an advocate for children. She said, Carla, saying that children with unique abilities are dysfunctional and equating them to your political opponents is beyond a new low. She says, as First Lady, I will make it my mission to let all parents across the state know of the hate in your heart. Shame on you. Just shame on you. Ooh. I got to say, Florida's First Lady, Casey DeSantis, she's not one to kind of get in the, she didn't, it's the quiet ones you got to watch. You know what I mean? Like, she's not one of those who gets out there and is out there all the time with a tweet. That's not her style. But when she, when she states something like that, your blood should run cold for a second. When she states something like this, because she is not messing with you. Oh, my gosh. How 
awful. Yeah, the uh, some I've seen some people taken to refer her as uh, Carla Marx. I think we're going to go with that. Charlie Crist and Carla Marx. It seems to work, right? It seems to work. Yeah, that is. Oh, and uh, uh, what's her face? Carla Hernandez Matz, Carla Marx. She said that uh, at a fundraiser of all things. And everyone just kind of laughed. It's so funny. It's like they're laughing at, at that's just horrific. I don't even I don't even know, man. I don't even know that that really is disgusting. If you can't, I think there's a better way to do it without taking a pot shot at, you know, kids that are, are dealing with these other issues that are that are in special education. I think that there's a you, you do not have to sit here and insult them by 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 using them as a political pot shot. That's just absolutely inexcusable. And if Democrats don't say, "No, th- these are the rules. You guys set this up. Do something about it." Otherwise, we'll just go along with you guys thinking that this kind of stuff is okay. Huh? Oh, I know she tripled down on it. She went crazy and she sounds like a loon. You can tell she's led by her emotions and there's not a lot of deep thought there. She's like, I'm not even going to read it because it sounded like it was almost illegible. That's what her response was. She was so wound up. She got so wound up. She couldn't even handle it. Man, those are the people that you do not want in elected office. You know, I'm just saying, think about this. If you're voting for someone who's going to be making some serious decisions... And they're, repre- and they're a representation of you, and they're making serious decisions. Like, say, say it all hits the fan. Say some things will go, really go sideways. Do you want someone in the seat who is looking at this very, very logically? Okay, let's, then this is how we need to respond to this, and this is what we need to do. And making these quick decisions because they've trained their mind to do so. Their temperament. They've, they have the ability to respond because they are not led by emotion. They think. Do you want someone like that making decisions? Big, important decisions that affect your tax dollars, that affect your family? Or do you want... <laughs> or do you want that? I don't want that last thing. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. That's... I mean, you know, I was just giving you a clear choice, Kane. I was illustrating your choices. Just saying. Wow. Wow. No words, man. No words. <sighs> okay, so I wanted to... got a couple other things I want to make sure that we're hitting here. Uh, there, was, uh, there was some stuff that I didn't even get into. Uh, oh, this is what... Uh, da, 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 da. Did you guys hear about this story with Hunter Biden? Which mm. one? Well, okay. I, that's a great question. No, it's not the first laptop. Oh. No, it's not about the second laptop. Okay. No, it's not about the other video with him with the Russian hookers. No, it's not about him in the video with the other Russian hookers that have the mirrored elevator. Not that one either. No, it's not about the video where he's naked in a deprivation tank and not not being deprived because he's got his phone and his crack and his liquor. Man, that came out very incorrectly. Uh, No, this one. uh, No, and it's not about him romancing his sister-in-law. And it's not about the accusations related to minor members of his family. Not about those things. Something new? Yes, it's something new. So do you remember when he, this was like right as his dad was running. This woman that he had an affair with named London Roberts. She was an exotic dancer. And he 
slept with her. They, you know, how birds and bees go. And she had a baby. And she said it was his baby. He fought her. He would not take a paternity test. And then finally he took a paternity test. And she had to drag him into court to force him to meet his financial responsibility to the life he had no problem in co-creating. And so he has never met this little girl. She's now four years old. Remember, there was some criticism uh, thrown towards uh, Joe Biden and Jill Biden because they had all their grandkids stockings on the White House fireplace and they did not have one for this little girl. And it's his daughter. It's Hunter Biden's daughter. It's Joe and Jill Biden's uh, their granddaughter. And then they took all the stockings down after, after everyone was asking, where's this little girl's stocking? Like, you've never met one of your grandkids. So Hunter Biden has been, he refuses to meet her. Uh, and he's, you know, he has this multi-million dollar mansion in Malibu. He sells his weirdo art. He launders money by selling art at $70,000 a pop, right? And now he's complaining that he doesn't want to pay that much child support to this woman for his daughter. So he filed a motion to change his child support Monday of this week. He says, no, 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 my financial circumstances have changed. Now, remember, he lives in one of the top richest zip codes in the world. It's a multi-million dollar Malibu mansion. And he drives nice cars, according to the paparazzi stuff. And he is claiming that he, he doesn't want to pay this much for child support for this little girl that he absolutely wants no part of. So the mother, London Roberts, is 31. She lives in Arkansas with her daughter. The little girl's name is Navy Joan. And... He is, so they're going to, it looks like they're going to have a a fight over this. She's a super cute little girl. She's just absolutely adorable. And they want, he wants nothing to do with her. He's been fighting, paying her child support this entire time. He's a deadbeat. Absolute deadbeat. Now, even when they proved that he was the father of this little girl, he still said, I don't want to pay child support. He tried to lie and say he didn't have any, but then he was he drives a Porsche, by the way. That's according to the documents. He lives in a multi-million dollar mansion in Malibu and he drives a Porsche. But he says he can't. Oh, Lord, put a hand over my mouth. Oh, 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 oh. Mm. So that's the latest. And she took him to court and he was trying to hide money and everything else. And she they got an agreement. The judge was like, there is no question here. Media will not touch this. And now he, there was a story, I think this was earlier this year. Do you remember it? One of the weirdo companies that he had, he actually had her on the insurance, London Roberts. And then after he had his time with her and he wanted to throw her away, he uh, dropped her from the insurance. She was pregnant. He is a POS. I think it's fair to ask how you can be such a supporter of women, this administration, and tolerate this deadbeat. Now, I would never raise a child that acted like that, but if that was my son, 
hell would have no fear to offer my kids compared to what I would do. Nothing. And where's Joe and Jill? Where's Joe and Jill? The hell are these two goofballs? He's sitting here refusing to take care of a, of a, of a child that he helped co-create. Jeez. Oh, oh, they have. All of the court documents are out now. Stamped September 12th of this year. Yeah, he's fighting with it. He's like, I have no connection with her. I have no recollection of our encounter. I mean, he's just, can you imagine? Can you imagine? Couldn't he just sell one of his crack paintings? Right? And, you know, hand it over for the kid? I mean, think about it. One crack painting a month and he'd be fine. Launder some more money. He has more money laundering opportunities. Look at that. What an absolute POS. So that's... And I, I don't know. I can't imagine not being excited about having, like if you're Joe and Jill, not being excited about, you know, over the moon about having another little, you know, another grandchild, especially one that literally looks like a baby model. She looks like a little angel, a little chubby cheek. She's adorable. How could you not be, ex- how could you not be excited? Throw another stocking up there on that fireplace. These people, I'm sorry, that's evil. That's absolutely evil. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So, do you remember the wall, the uh, the Supreme Court leak? So, apparently now, uh, because Elena Kagan had spoken out on it as well. So, apparently, they're I guess they're still investigating it, and they said that they are going to find it. Elena Kagan had come out and said, "Oh, it's just it's so." Uh, she said that it was horrible, and they expect the invitation. Or the, sorry, the investigation update. I was trying to combine two words. They they think that that's going to be uh, finished, or at least they're going to have an update by the month's end. You're smiling like you don't believe that. You don't believe it? No. No, not at all. I think all of this was intentional. There's only so many people that work directly with SCOTUS. We could True. have already gotten to the bottom of this, but we haven't. So this is going to be like an October surprise thing. Yeah, there you go. Uh, also, this... Jeep. They said, oh, we've got a fully electric Jeep that we're unveiling. It's the off-road. It's the uh, it's a the Avenger SUV. It's debuting at the Paris Motor Show on October 17th. It's an all-electric Jeep. That's what I think of it. Uh, in the meantime, I didn't know this about Toyota. Apparently, Toyota is not all in on EVs, according to CNBC. Now, they are the king of hybrid vehicles. They came out with a Prius and all this other stuff. They wanted to produce 3.5 million EVs by 2030. That'd be a third of its current sales. But they actually have kind of, they're not going full on. And in fact, some people are saying, no, uh, hybrid is not green technology. And people are like blasting them. It totally is. Yeah, well, it's none of it is. But I mean, according to their definitions, it completely is. So the fact that Toyota seems to be resisting out of spite makes me kind of like them a little more. You know what I'm saying? kind of i'm kind of digging that a little bit more just you know just fyi we have more to come you don't want to miss as we wrap up this third hour of our program we got that readout of the g putin meeting stick with us shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time it's the dana show addition to an irs that can finally serve the american people we will also have an irs that makes sure that everyone pays their fair share. Oh, bite me. The world has become more complex. And enforcing tax laws is just not as simple as it was a few decades ago. Taxation is theft. That's Janet Yellen. 
Yeah, it's uh, taxation is theft. That's what it is. She's sitting, oh, it's the pay your fair share. That has to do with the um, uh, the big tax bill that they say, that they call an Inflation Reduction Act that they refer to as the climate bill. It's kind of confusing, right? Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Bottom of our third hour. Kane, you're over there. Are you okay? You okay? I'm so sick of hearing the pay your fair share stuff. When they should really be cutting their spending... That's what government should be doing. We're not undertaxed. Government should be actually cutting their spending. So for her to go out there and tell people to pay their fair share, I want to, oh, don't even get me started. I agree with you. We, we've been paying our fair share, more so. It's ridiculous. I pay my fair share. I probably, I pay her fair share. Yep. You do too. Yep. This is ridiculous. Taxation theft, number one. Number two, government spends way too much. If we actually limited, if the government limited itself to what it was actually allowed to do, constitutionally oh my gosh we would be we wouldn't be needing to take these taxes and we would be we'd have a uh oh my gosh a reserve they need to stop spending the unfair share that's what they need to stop doing yeah government gets an unfair share of your income and for what what do you get out of it what do i get what do we get out of it heartache we got a mess in in the southern border what are we getting out of it stress yeah what 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 are you gonna you you get lower gas prices no where's the return on our investment Thank you. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to hear from... And it's always some damn grifter that's like, oh, pay your fair share. Oh, man. You don't, want to, you don't want to challenge me on that. You can always... These people can always voluntarily write an additional check to their government. That's what gets me. Well, I can't do it unless the government makes me. You can always write a check to the Treasury. Well, I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I'm physically incapable of writing a check to the Treasury for additional taxes unless you're forced to also. That's their reasoning. It's the same reasoning, have you noticed, that, well, you have to work. My my vaccine doesn't work unless you have a vaccine. My seatbelt doesn't work unless you have a seatbelt. <laughs> I, I don't get these people. That's where we're at, ladies and gents. Hoo, hoo, hoo. So... This, uh, that's not gonna, that's, that's a whore. I think they need to continue with that message, actually. Keep doing that. Keep doing it. Because I think it works so well for them. I just saw a piece where it said Chuck Schumer was telling everybody, yeah, Nancy's gonna lose. She's gonna lose her seat. They're gonna lose the house. He had uh, dinner with six senators the other night, and, and they went to Capitol Hill. And you gotta be careful when you go out to dinner in D.C., because there's a swamp creature around every corner. I hate going to D.C. I mean, it's a pretty town to look at. I've been there. I've taken my kids there but when I've had business. But I try to not have to go past Kentucky. I try to be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I try to not be on the East Coast. I try to not be in D.C. And everybody that I know that works there I meet, tries to get back out to the country as soon as they are done with their work. So he was in D.C., and he was at some Italian restaurant that's really popular. And if you got a popular restaurant, and Steve, you're in D.C., you know this. you got people listening everywhere. There's a reporter under every table, practically. Am I wrong? I mean, you see, you know this. You see a lot of people in suits on weeknights. It's kind of, yeah. depending on what neighborhood you're in, but yeah. Steve, when we went out there before, and Steve, you were with us, we went out with a couple of friends of ours. And we had some lunch, and Steve, you went with us, and you saw all of us, all of us at the table. Steve thought we were crazy. We were all looking around like, who's here? Who's here? Because uh, uh, how loud we can talk depends on who's here. 
And he's like, what are you remember that? <laughs> I, know you I was, we I was stuck not. between you and your friend and it went, went in my ear and then out the other. And I feel like I was in like a live chat room. I was like, I use the bathroom. It's so funny. But um, so they were there. He met with these senators, six other senators. And they were overheard. Schumer was telling these other senators that she was in trouble. Those are the direct words. And that she's going to lose her job because, well, we know this. This isn't a secret. But what was interesting is how he was relating this. Notice how they have none of them have talked about this. I mean, it's understandable. He was there apparently with uh, Dick Durbin, Chris Coons, Mark Kelly. Interesting. Who's embattled and fighting, defending his seat in Arizona. Uh, John Hickenlooper, Tom Carper, and Chris Van Hollen out of Maryland. And so, I mean, it's not really breaking news, but what is interesting is that he is, they're actually acknowledging it to each other that she's going to lose her job. So what it kind of sounds like, too, the other thing I wish that they would have either reported on or maybe they didn't talk about it at the dinner is how they're going to try to offset that if they are able to maintain control of the Senate. Because that makes it a little tricky. You know, you lose the House, you keep the Senate. That limits Biden a bit. On spending a lot there. Yeah, there's not gonna be a, a much that gets through. Not at all. And so I am. It's just it's an interesting to watch that. And we'll see. You know, I wanted to share this readout. Let me pull this up here. Because Xi Jinping finally left. The. I guess what his. Uh. Marble Tower in Beijing and met with Vladimir Putin, who is apparently getting whooped uh, in Ukraine. And I'm looking at, they said that the readout, so it's like kind of like the transcripts, so to speak, the public transcript of their meeting. Uh, people who are, uh, Russian speakers are saying, oh my gosh, uh, that this is really something. They said that Putin... Uh, leaned in heavily on, quote, comrade Xi Jinping, and that they talked about the ugly character of the world order. And I'm not clicking the link because I'm reading an actual Russian reporter's translation because the link, you go to the Kremlin website. No, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not checking that. No, I'm not clicking that. There's certain things I don't click. But they said that Xi has not, Xi Jinping has not been happy. Because when they were talking about Ukraine, Putin had said at one point, quote, we understand your questions and your concern in this connection. We condemn provocations by the U.S. and its satellites in the Taiwan Strait. So it kind of sounds like they're setting up a quid pro quo. But they also noted, and this is Sergei Rachenko, who reported that Xi Jinping's comments to his so-and-so old dear friend, he said that, quote, we are prepared with the Russian colleagues to show an example of being a responsible world power and play a leading role so as to take the world onto the trajectory of sustainable and positive development. Now, you might be thinking, okay, that sounds, what? It's a bunch of word salad. But what they're saying is that he's, what Rachenko's reporting is that it's kind of, it seems like a very nuanced kind of read between the lines criticism of Putin's policy because they don't 
he doesn't exactly understand what Russian colleagues have to do with China showing an example of how to be a responsible world power and playing a leading role. And apparently Xi Jinping didn't himself actually mention Ukraine. Xi Jinping looked very much like the one in power. And, and there were several people who actually reported, who made those remarks. They said that, that he looked like he was, that Xi Jinping was definitely calling the shots and that it was a very, very lopsided relationship. That's how it came off. Interesting. Very interesting. So, hmm, just to put that out there, it's, uh, he's in trouble. Doesn't look like his health, health is good. It's not going well for him in Ukraine. So he is in trouble. Very much so. Hmm. Look at that. So this, um, I, we'll see how that plays out. Because it, it definitely does seem as though Russia was needing the help more than Xi Jinping was needing the association. That is for sure. We have a couple of, uh, a little bit more, we have some more audio here. That I want to make sure that we, oops, I'm going to make sure that we are getting into as well. I'm looking over because, so tomorrow, my friend Sergio is going to be in. We have our annual Radio America thing where we all meet every year. Summit. It's our summit. Yes, thank you. I was thinking, I told, don't know why I couldn't say the word summit. And that's what we're going to be doing tomorrow, but then be back Monday. So it's still work, but it's work administratively. So that's what we're going to be doing uh, for tomorrow. So just to let you know, just to give you a little bit of a heads up, especially for those of you in the chat and people who stream. Uh, this, we talked about the SPR. Ooh, I wanted to bring this up. So Chris Rufo, do you remember that whole, the libs of TikTok, uh, they had a, it was on the website of Boston Children's Hospital where they were talking about minors who were getting uh, gendered, uh, whatever, transitional surgeries and some of them included you know hysterectomies and libs of tiktok had talked about it just had the was only posting the screenshots from their actual website and then everyone said that limbs of tiktok was uh facilitating violent threats against boston children's and oh my gosh there was a bomb threat at boston children's hospital well apparently uh rufo got an email showing that the Boston police confirmed they did not, in fact, receive a 911 call about a bomb threat at Boston Children's Hospital. They said that, no, there are no, there's no records at all for this. None. So how were the Boston police, it was asked, how were they tipped off to a supposed bomb threat, which was not an actual bomb threat at all? There was none. And, and this was something that Washington Post and Boston's Children's had bought and Boston Children's apparently had claimed the police report that was provided by Boston police had no they said they had no record of any incoming 911 calls. So how where where is any evidence that it was communicated? Because the hospital and apparently WAPO, they absolutely will not provide any evidence for their claims. And I think that when you're accusing someone who is literally simply discussing your policy that was on your website that you didn't think everyone knew about, when, when you are making, when you're, when you're actually engaging in the rage mob targeting of a private citizen who's simply pointing this out, and you make these claims, you absolutely have the obligation to substantiate these claims, and they're refusing to do it because it didn't happen. 
it didn't happen. You know how that works, right? So they, they wrote the stories, which were lies, right, about the bomb threat. And then they report on those stories that are lies as though they're true. And then everyone is like, oh, look at that bomb threat, when it never happened. Mm-hmm. It never happened. Just like we knew it didn't. So there you have it. How, that's just despicable. How many stories like this? I mean, I, I, I can't even believe half of what. I don't, well, I didn't believe it anyway, but now... Um, it it it. You used to realize that a lot of things were exaggerated, and now it's just enti- they're entirely fabricated. There's this all this preaching about a free press. What free press? What free press? There's no free press. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app weekdays, noon to three p.m. Eastern time. So we were talking about. I don't know how we got on this topic. On break, I don't know. Steve brought up the fact. I don't even know how no, it no, came how up. How we got started was because you know you have to you have an endorsement to do at the at the end. Somebody of the show was talking today. about feet, and, and Steve was like, "Yeah, you know, feet pics are like it's a money thing or whatever." And I was like, "And really? I was like, yeah, there's some. I don't ever post anything of shoes or anything anymore on my Instagram because there would be some like weird weird dudes that would get in the comments. Yeah, and they would. It was weird, and I just don't." A, I hate feet, and B, that's nasty. But and at, then yeah. you, you, <laughs> you made it worse you, because you're like, there's money in this. I'm going to start an OnlyFans and call it Only Feet. You, you say, said that. Did you say me? You did. Me? You. Okay. Yeah, and I said if that is a money making thing, I'm going to shave my feet, get a pedicure, <laughs> paint the nails, start an OnlyFans. <laughs> you that? know what? You should though, but not ever divulge that you're a dude. Right. That's what I mean. It's the internet. Nobody I'm knows. Like, You're going to feet fish people, I'm cat dude. feeding. Oh, <laughs> no. Maybe I'll start at my oh own site. Oh, my gosh. Why? Only feet. Oh, it's so nasty. Oh. It could be a thing. No. Can Mm-mm. we not? Yes. Oh, my gosh. We can't do that. I mean. She sounds hideous. Well, she's a guy, so. Yeah. I'm. So Kane's going to be up there with, with his. Excuse me. It's ma'am. Yeah, beware. If you're spending money on that, beware. That's all I'm saying. I mean, but you make a you make a good point. Why are you not doing it? Like you could do it totally now. Like get them all prettied up because they don't know you have no size. You have no context for the photos. They don't exactly. know how big your feet are. They don't know you're a exactly. dude. I could get a pair of like heels at like Goodwill or something and just <laughs> Goodwill sit, heels. Like, Goodwill heels. Clean them up. Put them right next to my feet. Take some pictures. I triple dog dare you. I'm telling you. You know what? Then you're going to come in like all rolling. You're going to be all dripping. You're going to be like all like decked out, <laughs> all ready to rock. You're going to be making so much money out of that because there are feats, weirdos that will do it. That only feats drip. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. If I make more than 600 bucks, <laughs> Janet Yellen's going to come for my money. <laughs> Sorry. I can't. Oh, my gosh. Oh man, you're gonna get taxed, bro. <laughs> you're gonna, she's gonna, you're gonna have agents come into your house, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, where are you getting all this money?" Like, they're not gonna believe you. To you're separate... gonna go to jail because they're not gonna believe right. where you're getting this money. To write a separate foot tax check. Oh well, this man says that he's got an OnlyFeeds. Well, <laughs> Kay's gonna totally go to jail. <clears throat> right. Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm. We have to do today. Instead. Okay, go ahead because right. I can't. I'm it's done. It's our, our vice president, <laughs> Kamala Harris. Stupider than what we just did. Listen. Oh, so good. To this problem. 
electric vehicles. Yeah, what about them? Electric cars yeah. and yeah. trucks and buses, yeah. which produce no tailpipe emissions. Here in my and they are cheaper to own. Well, they're cheaper to own? Says In what who? world is she living is yeah. my question. I mean, so what I does that, she have that makes tell, that cheaper to exactly, own? Exactly. If someone tells me an EV is cheaper to own, I, I'm, not, I'm not with it. They are sharing Hunter's Crack Rock. I've seen the repair bills on those EVs. For real, man. Oh, my gosh. Folks, uh, Sergio would be in for me tomorrow. We got a radio, our Radio America Summit, but I will be back behind the mic with you on Monday. Find us on Facebook, YouTube, like, and subscribe. God bless. Have a wonderful weekend.